0: Thank you, Myra, for, uh, for that, and thank you choir for your songs, and thank you, uh, Donnie, for that sharing that story. Man, what a what an awesome story that was! Amen. That God just had something laid on His heart, and He He gets in His truck and drives down the road and finds somebody that He can help. I mean, wow! I was I was moved by that, and uh, really excited to uh, to be preaching this morning, uh, and, and I'm going to be preaching on uh, exactly what what He talked about uh, this morning. So. Uh, if you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 13, John chapter 13, and uh, I'm just really excited about preaching today. I, I really want to tell you today that as last week was, as last week was, am I on? Oh, okay, good. All right. As last week was a tough sermon, uh, this morning's going to be a tough sermon, uh, but not as tough, a little easier. Um, you know, there's something that, that's going on in, in a lot of churches, and uh I hope I don't offend anyone by by saying it's going on in this church, too. My intention is not to offend, but to tell the truth. And the truth this morning is we've got few workers and a lot of work. Amen? It's a lot to be done. Everybody agrees, right? It's a lot to be done, but there's few doing it. And so this morning, I want to talk about, uh, Jeremy, you know, Jeremy, you're like, Jeremy, what are you about about to tell us? You lost me already. No, give me a minute. Give me a chance here. In John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17, and let's read together uh, Jesus not preaching at us about how to do things in the church, but modeling for us how to be a servant. What will we see? When we look at Jesus, and and I hope we can answer that by reading John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17. So if you would have honor and reverence for for God's Word, please stand as we read John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17. As I said last week, this is God's Word. If you hold your Bible in your hand, you hold God's Word in your hand. As we read these words, God is speaking. Amen? So let's read uh, John chapter 13, beginning with verse number 1. Now before the feast of I'm sorry let me start over there. Now before the feast of Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Having sup had the supper being ended, the devil having already put it into, into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had he had come from god and was going to god he rose from supper and laid aside his garments he took a towel and girded himself after that he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded then he said to Simon Peter and Peter or he came to Simon Peter and Peter said to him lord are you washing my feet jesus answered and said to him what i am now doing what i'm now doing You do not understand, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet, Jesus answered him. If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, He who is bathed is only to wash his feet, but is completely clean, and you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew Who would betray him. Therefore he said you are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet. Taken his garment and sat down again. He said to them. Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord. And you say well for for so I am. If I then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet. You also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example. That you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater uh, than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he, he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Thank you. You may be seated. This morning, this morning we see Jesus. We see Jesus. We we see him beautifully demonstrating, uh, not telling but demonstrating how to be a servant. You see, I found, uh, I've, served, I've served under two pastors and as an associate pastor, uh, I interned at another church, under, uh, my first church in Bible college, under many pastors. We had 20 pastors there, a large church. And, and I remember every pastor did something different. You ever, you ever thought about that? You've had pastors over the years. Every pastor is different. And uh, he, here's what we've got to understand. Um, and, and, and when I say we, I'm included, okay? We have to model things. Preachers have to model things. I went, I went to see Miss Iris Estridge this week, and glad to have her back. She was out for a while, and uh, so good to see you here this morning. And and I went to see her this week, and and you know, uh, Miss Iris has a little trouble hearing, and, and so you know, I had to knock pretty hard. You know, to get her attention to the door. But after I got in, she shared with me, she said, Well, Jeremy, your your, your doorbell's broken. Or my my doorbell's broken. I said, Well, Miss Iris, I'll go buy you a doorbell and I'll put you a doorbell in, you know. I mean, you know. Well, she says, You've got a lot to do and and you don't worry about that. I'll get it done. I've got I've got children and grandchildren, they'll fix it for me, but thank you for offering. And see, here's the here's and Miss Iris didn't know this and I didn't tell her this, but here, here's the thing that you're gonna find out about me. I'm not your typical pastor. Okay, y'all probably found that out clearly already. Um, but I'm, but I'm going to tell you something. I, you know, yesterday I spent time with my son cutting wood in the woods. I mean, that, that's, the kind, that's the type of stuff I do. I, you know, uh, later this week I'm going to change a few light fixtures and do some things, you know, and, and I'm going to be working on things around the house and doing stuff. That's the type of pastor I am. But do you know why I'm that pastor? Do you know why I'm that way? Not because one day some preacher said, Jeremy, you need to do these things. You need to be a hands-on type pastor. No, because it's been modeled to me. Keith Coates, uh, the pastor at uh, D.K. Baptist Church, where I served for three years, modeled that for me. He didn't have to be asked. He didn't have to be told. If something needed to be done, it was done. And and you're looking around you're like, well, who did this? Nobody knows. You know why nobody knows? Because Keith done it without being asked or being told or with any glory. Or He didn't want to know those things. He just did those things. And, And so when you look at me, I hope you see me I don't have to be told to do things. And, and I'm working on that. My wife will tell you. I, I'm still working on that. There's several things that I have to be told to do on a regular basis. I saw a thing on Facebook that said, you know, honey, your, if your husband says he'll fix something, he will do it. There's no need to remind him every six months. He will, he will do it. Nobody got that. Okay, all right. Husband should have got that. But here's the thing. We model. I can preach. I, you know, I've been, I went to Bible college, I, I learned how to preach. I can preach. I can teach. I can lead. I can do those things. But I have to put them into to, to motion. I have to model these things for you. And Jesus did that. When we look at Jesus, what do we see? What can we learn? And perhaps it will be easier to note first when we, what we see when we, when we don't look at Jesus. Now, this is where it gets tough. You see, when we don't look at Jesus, we see people, unhappy people. We see people struggle. We see fussing. We see bickering. We see people showing up to church mad, then looking for someone to blame it on. We become motivated by what we want, by what we need. And all we're concerned is, is with ourselves when we don't look at Jesus. We lose our hope. We lose our purpose. We lose our vision. We lose our grasp of God's kingdom, and we become consumed with building our kingdom. In my short time here, uh, I've only been here a couple months now, but I'm going to tell you something. I pay attention. Hannah will tell you, I'm a very observant person. And there are some things that I have observed. All right? This is like my first State of the Union address this morning, okay? There's been some things that I I have observed. One of the things I've observed, all right, good, a lot of good, also seen some bad things. What's one of the bad things that I've seen? Well, basically, in short, this church needs to refocus. No amens. Wow, that was bad. We need to refocus. Now, Jeremy, what do you mean? You mean we haven't been doing it right? No, you've been doing a lot of things right. But what's focus mean? Does focus mean you go into your closet and you completely change your entire look and you completely change everything and you come out a new person? No, focus means to kind of zero in on something. What do we need to zero in on? What do we need to do? What do we need to be looking? What do we need to realign ourselves with? I'm going to tell you something. We need to refocus on Jesus. I'm not saying we're doing things wrong. I'm not saying we're doing things bad. I'm not saying what we're doing stinks. I'm not saying we need to throw out the baby with the bathwater. What I am simply saying is one thing I have noticed is we need to be focused. It, it, It tickles me to death. There are some of you, and you know who you are. You come to me. And you talk about how much you love me. And, and you talk about how, how great my sermons are. And, and you say these kind things. And, and I'm like, I, I'm like, thank you. I really thank you so much. You're so sweet. But, but can I tell you something? Please take me off that pedestal. Please. Please. I mean, literally, get the spotlight off of Jeremy. Because I'm going to tell you something. Ooh, when you're in the spotlight and when you're on the pedestal, you see everything. Amen. You see everything, and you will find out very, very quickly that I ain't all that the bag of chips. I ain't. I'm not. We need to focus on jesus keep the kind compliments coming because i'm going to tell you some i can live a year on one compliment I, I need the encouragement i need the the compliments i need all those things because i'm going to tell you there's other ones that are on the other side working against you i promise you there are others that are that are that are discouraging sometimes and, and sometimes they bring me down it does happen i am human but 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 please keep those things coming but i, I want to ask you this morning please don't focus on me don't make it idle on me don't look at me we need to we need to lose uh, our focus on Jeremy. we need to lose our focus on our leaders and we need to focus on jesus we need to restructure everything we do on Jesus like like somebody came up this morning and said I'm so glad Jeremy that we're going to Bethune next weekend and and we're we're passing out hot chocolate and coffee and and water and and this is great and I'm like yes but we're just doing what Jesus did it it ain't that that Jeremy has a great idea because there's some of you who know me really well you're getting to know me a lot better you'll know that I'm not that creative Y'all are tough today. Y'all are so quiet today. Did my ameners take a day off? Listen, I'm not that creative. I'm not that great. I'm not that cutting edge. I'm the backside of the knife. I'm the dull part, okay? I'm going to tell you something. There is not that much great in me. We need to focus on Jesus. What did Jesus do? What will we see when we look at Jesus? We need to restructure. We need to realign. We need to look at Jesus. We look at the pastor. We look at the deacons. We look at personalities. And we see those things. But but we need to look at Jesus. Will Timrod Baptist Church turn our eyes upon Jesus? When will we do this? Will will it be this morning? Will it be tonight? Will it be in the coming months? How can we find what God would have us do? What do we do, Jeremy? What do we do? How do we get more young people here? How do we build our church up? How do we strengthen our church? How do we get more offerings up? How do we do this? How do we do that? Listen. You ready? Focus on Jesus. That's it. That's it. Hide me behind a curtain and then focus on Jesus. You'll be fine. Hit the mute on the sound system and focus on Jesus and you'll be fine. Dale's reaching. I see him. Don't, don't, mute. don't, don't really mute me. Wait till I'm done. We should be looking at Jesus. Here's our model. Number one, when we look at Jesus, what will we see? Number one, we'll see him love. Look at verse one. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. We see him love. Jesus had had loved these men. Jesus had poured his life into these men. Jesus had, you know, he knew his earthly ministry was coming to a close. And he knew that things were getting ready to change. And if you notice at the end of verse 1, it says his love lasted to the end. I want to tell you something. You're going to laugh. I know. I'm, I'm embracing myself. I love Bethune. It's great. I, I really, I, I, Hannah and I were talking about this week. We went downtown. I don't remember what day that was, Monday maybe. And we were, we were uptown, downtown. I don't know where uptown or downtown is. I'm still learning. Y'all tell me. But we, we, were, we were uptown or in the middle of town or wherever, in the epicenter of town. That's where we were. And, and I, I, we were just walking around. We were just talking about how much we loved it. I love that we have three discount grocery stores. I mean, three places. To get cheap food. Amen? Hey, hey, we, we, we decided Friday night we were gonna roast marshmallows and, and, and roast uh, hot dogs out in the backyard, a new fire pit that, that I just uh, put together. And, and I told Hannah, I said, Go to the discount store and, and get us some cheap hot dogs and get us some cheap marshmallows and we'll just have a time. I mean, we'll just, we'll just go crazy, you know. We'll just burn marshmallows and burn. We- because, hey, we've got, we've got three discount stores. We can get all this discounted food and we can just go crazy and feed the dogs uh, hot dogs and feed the cat hot dogs and just roast everybody. I mean, we can just have a great time. I love Bethune. It's great. I love everything about it. I love the people. I, I, I have a love for this place. It's wonderful. I'm serious. I I, I tell you jokes, but I, but I but I I love this place. I love it. And that's why I want to tell you this morning, when we look at Jesus, we'll see Him love. He loved these disciples. He loved these men. He loved the people around Him. And I hope when you look at me, you'll see an overflow of love for Bethune. Um, y'all pray. I, I put on Facebook earlier this week, y'all pray, uh, our house, we, we weren't going to sell it. We were going to rent it for a while or, or keep it. We weren't sure. But but God sent three people out of the blue to buy it. Just out of the blue. Um, we're having like a bidding war between three people. We hadn't even put a for sale sign there. And I want y'all to pray because... I think we might have it sold, and and but this woman who's buying my house, she, I know what she was saying. You know, you can say a lot without saying it. You know, she said, "You you, you like living in Bethune?" That's what she said. You, you, you think you're gonna like living in Bethune? She's like basically she saying, "You sure you want to sell your house? Because you might be back." That's what she was saying. And I said, "Listen, listen." I looked her in the eye. I, thought, I love Bethune. My wife loves Bethune. My children. Love, but we love, listen, you could have you could have placed me anywhere, God, but you placed me right here, and I love it. I love the people. I love the golden rods. I, I love the red birds. I, I love our deacons. I love, I, I'm going to get to your Sunday school class too. I, I've been in the men's Sunday school class. I, I, I've been bouncing around. I love, I love this church. I love this town. I love this area. I got to tell you one more thing. Hey, I, I went to school this week and ate donuts with Addie. You know, donuts for dad. And, and uh, I want you to know that they did not have Krispy Kreme donuts, though. And, and if you're a power, a person in power in the school district or something, tell them Krispy Kreme next time. But anyway, we were, we were in, and nobody, what's wrong with you? We, we, were, we were eating the donuts, and, and after the donuts were uh, over, they had pitchers. And I didn't bring any cash, so I couldn't buy a picture anyway. But we went back to the pictures, and, and we were looking at the Santa, uh, no, it wasn't Santa Claus, it was just like a school picture. And we were, we were looking, and I said, oh, honey, I didn't bring any cash, so I don't have a check, so we just won't take a picture. So we're walking back, and I see Tristan. You know, he, he, we, we've taken up an offering for his family. We've prayed for his mother. We're, we're helping him with Christmas. You know, we've been reaching out, right? We do that, why? Because we love. Well, I, I, I see him in the hall, and he catches me. And he comes, I mean, you know, Bethune's small, you know, so it's not hard to catch me. So he, he he comes over to me, he grabs me. He says, come here, come here. And he, he takes me, he says, he takes me to his friend. He said, this is my pastor. He said, come here, I want you to meet my pastor. And I told him, I said, dude, I told him this morning, I said, uh, I said, man, I feel like I need to pull my Sharpie out and start signing autographs, man. I, I was like a celebrity. I love it. I love Bethune. That's why, though, guys, because of what that little boy, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a hero to him. I hope I'm not. Please pray I'm not a hero to him. But I mean, he looks up to this church. He looks up to Ryan. He, he looks up to me. Why? Because of the love we show and the love we demonstrate. Jesus modeled this. He loved them to the end, the Bible says. That was a long point, golly. But, but, but listen, we see him love no matter the... Discouragement, no matter the disagreement, no matter the shortcomings, the falls, none of this affected his love. You know, it's hard to love people. Amen. Y'all heard that Lee Bryce song, "Hard to Love," a country song. I mean, I'm not telling you to listen to country, but it's, you know he wrote that about me. Y'all know, I mean, I, he owes me money. He owed that here. He's talking about me in that song, "Hard to Love." We're hard to love, and don't you think these disciples were hard to love by Jesus? I mean, Jesus loved them to the end. It says his love doesn't change. When we see God, we see an unchanging love. A God who overcomes and is always with us. God's love starts well, runs well, and finishes well. Jesus is God, and God is love. If we look at Jesus, we look upon God. He is our example for love. We love differently because He loves us differently. His love is different. You know what I love about church sometimes? And I love to see the look on people's faces. Because here's what happens. I'm about to get in somebody's grill now. You, you, I can see sometimes people look at me, and they'll hear me talking about stuff I want to do. And, and here's what'll happen. They'll be like, you can just see it. I can just see it. I've been doing this, I guess, long enough I can see it. They're thinking now, are these people that you're loving going to benefit Timrod? Now, I'm going to speak. I'm going I'm to put the hay. I'm just going to throw it down there where you can get to it, okay? What you mean by that is, you know, is this going to bring money in? Is this going to bring members in or is this going to cost us money and we're just doing it for the heck of it? Because, Jeremy, we want you to be focusing on growing Timrod and we want to make sure we get more money in the offering plate. Can I tell you something? I hope it does. I mean, that's my goal. I would love to see people uh, come to church. And I, and I love to see people uh, just, just come in here and drop a thousand in the offering every week. I mean, it'd be great. We could do more ministry. We could do more things. But can I tell you something? That's not why we do it. And that's not why I'm focused on. And, and that's not the main objective. That's not what I'm doing. I'm serving and I'm loving and I'm doing this because that's what Jesus modeled. He modeled this love. This love to the end. We love everyone. We don't, we don't put brackets on it. We love them. We love him. Jesus' love was different. First thing we see when we look at Jesus, we see him love, but then we see him give. If you jump down to verse 15, I, I know we've, we've got a lot of ground to cover real quick, but if you jump down to verse 15, you'll see something that really shows us who Jesus was. He says, I've given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. You see, we see him love, but then we see him give. Jesus gave us many things. He, he gives us new life if we put our trust in him. Amen? New life, free, salvation, if we put our trust in Him. He, he healed people. You all know, saw in the Gospels, and He healed people. He, he brought dead people to life. He, he, he healed people. He, he gave us these things. He, he gives us new life. He, he healed people. He gave us sermons. He gives us parables. He, he told us how to live and love. And, and Jesus gave Himself ultimately on the cross for us. But, but here in these verses, Jesus gives us more. He gives us an example of how to live and how to To serve because if you look with me at verses 14 and 15, he even says, do this. He says, verse 14, if I then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. He says, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Jesus says, do this, do this. This is what I want you to do. I want you to love because I've loved you to the end. And I want you to give. I want you to give yourself. I want you to give your time. There's a note in the bulletin. My bulletin's over here. There's a note in the bulletin. You'll see that I asked Pam to put this in there. This didn't come from Pam. This came from me. I want you to know where it came from. I put in there. I said, let Pastor Jeremy know if you would like to donate coffee, hot chocolate, or time. Let me know what you're going to do to help us reach Bethune. Let me know what you're going to give. Are you going to give chocolate? Are you going to give coffee? Are you going to give creamer? Are you going to give money towards the cups we bought with our name on them? Are, are, are you going to do that? Are you going to give your time? Let me know how I can count on you to love and give yourself to Bethune. This is where God planted you. Now let me tell you something. I love when people say, you know, Jamie, I love missions. But you know, mission starts here. I love when people say that. I'm like, oh really? What are you doing here? Because now Travis and Lane, you know, they're gone. Gone to, you know, Peru. But people say sometimes, well, you know, we don't need to go to Africa. We don't need to go to Peru. We need to go. Can I tell you something? We're doing something home Saturday. And I, you better next year. Uh, oh, man, I got some stuff coming down the pipe for you. Let me just tell you. And next year when we start talking about adopting a people group and when we start talking about sending missionaries to countries where nobody else is going and we get ready to start doing missions, you better not come up to me and say, "You know, we need to start doing stuff at home and not show up Saturday. Ooh, I'm going to get you. If you come to me and you say, well, Jeremy, we need to do stuff at home, we don't need to be adopting people in Panama or wherever. I'm going to say, well, where were you that Saturday? Now, some of you got a family reunion, I know. Some of you got Christmas suppers. You better, give me, you better tell me that. Let me know where you're going to be. But we see Jesus. He loved them to the end. Then he gives him this example. He says, do unto others. Serve as I serve. And my last point. Y'all, excuse me. I have, My ears are popping. My nose is running. on what's going on with me. Uh, last thing we see when we look at Jesus. We see him serve. If you look with me at verses 5. Then jumping down to 17. Listen to this. After that he poured water into a basin. And they began washing the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. And if you jump down to verse 17 again, he says, if you know these things, blessed uh, blessed are you to do them. You see, Jesus modeled what to do. He he gets down on his knees. And, and I've got in my notes here, uh, I, I I got a parenthesis, talk about feet, because I this is my, my feet moment. I need to talk about feet for a second. In verse 5, anybody like feet? You can raise your hands. Okay. Anybody hate feet? Okay, all right, all right, all right. I'm the hate feet person. I don't like feet either. And and in verse five, he he gets down on his knees. He, he gets down on his knees and he he has a, a a pot of water. And he, you know, I want you to think about feet. Think about how nasty feet are, okay? Feet are just gross, right? I mean, you know, nasty feet, nasty feet. Last night, I want you to know, my wife walked barefoot in the backyard, and I said, "Honey, you need to put shoes on." I said, "You're walking where the chickens were." I said, "You are not getting in my bed. Do you take a bath? You nasty, walking in the backyard with no shoes on." Well, that brings me to my next point. Listen, these men. Oh, God, listen, these men walked in a day where there weren't really good roads. You know what I'm saying? Nasty roads and 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 they, and they lived in a day. Listen, they lived in a day where there was not good plumbing, and a lot of times the the, the streets and the the paths would have would have had sewage in it and. And I'm so glad Jessica walked in when I was talking about sewage in the road. And and uh, and listen, there's a there's there's a there's a time where they walked, and and their shoes might have been like a piece of like hard leather, and and, and they they walked in this dirt and this dust and manure. I mean, they walked in manure and sewage and feces and, and dirt and and their feet. Can you imagine Jesus getting down on his knees and rolling his sleeves up and talking about how he loves you? And then old Peter sits down, and he, and Jesus looks at his feet, and he's like, Bleh. I mean, can you imagine? camel toe jam camel camel poop toe jam i mean can you imagine that can you imagine how na- listen i mean i'm being funny but i'm being serious can you imagine how nasty these feet were no socks nasty feet and jesus gets down and starts washing them there's no title There's no pastor appreciation day for this. There's no love offering given for the pastor's family out of appreciation for his years of service. There's no rev in front of his name. There's no nice suits. There's no, you know, cool seat for him to sit in. There's no awesome pulpit for him to preach behind. There's only a man who was God down on his knees washing disgusting nasty feet. Why? 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 He was motivated by the love for the disciples. He serves them. He humbles himself lower than anyone else. Jesus did this so that we would see his majesty. You put a king on a throne. You put a crown on his head. And he's beautiful, right? But you put a king on his knees with a bowl in his hand, washing feet. And you see who he is. Amen. Let me tell you this, and I'm going to close. Jesus did this so that when we look at him, we will see what to do. It's not about titles, church. In fact, take Rev out of the front of my name if you want to, because I don't deserve that title anyway. Hey, it's not about having your name on a line, it's not about having a position. It's about getting on your knees and serving and working. And can I, oh, I love this. Everybody's like, well, I do stuff. No, I'm talking about doing the nasty stuff. The nasty stuff. Getting on your knees and holding a woman's hand whose body's riddled with cancer in a house that's filthy, smells bad. Looking her in the eyes and loving her like Jesus loved the disciples. And then serving her by taking her food and then giving her money to buy gas to get back and forth to the cancer doctor that she can't afford, by the way. And then looking at her and says, you don't have to worry if you die before Christmas because we're going to take care of your kids for Christmas. And if I can't do it, I'll find someone who can. And watching her break into tears. And then a couple weeks later, the other members of the household who saw that walk down this aisle who are also maybe not who we think we want in our church all the time sitting down there and watching them worship that's what it's all about I hope Jesus in his mercy and grace and kindness sends the nasty people to the tent Saturday I hope the people who don't have anything, they might not have a tooth in their head. They might not have a Bible to read. They might not have church clothes to wear. They might not have anything. And I hope they come to us. And I hope they get a little something to drink. And I hope maybe they take a Bible we're going to give them. And I hope maybe they get someone who treats them with respect and shows them the love of Jesus. And I hope they see us just like we see Jesus. I hope they see us serving. I hope they see us loving. I hope they see us giving. That's why we do these things. And then if you think that's not enough, in Matthew chapter 20 verse 28, Jesus says, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, give a, and to give His life a ransom for many. I want to ask you this morning, why, why, why can somebody give you an explanation, write me a letter, come by my house, give me a call, and tell me why 20 people are doing everything? Why? We have so many people. We could cover Bethune in a day. Think about how many people we have. We could go. We could go into every neighborhood. I've got a map. Marvin Lee got me a map. We can go every road, every house. And we can love them. We can give stuff to them. And we can serve them. Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve. Are you coming to be served? Are you coming to serve? This look I want everybody to look at that back door. This right here, when you walk through that back door into this church, this is the mobilization station. We should be getting together and saying, all right, you do this, you do that, you go here, you do that. We should be changing the world. Not just sit here and listen and go to the house. Take a nap. Which I may do later. No. How can we serve? How can we get into the homes? God himself. Greater. Higher than all. Holy. Righteous. Worthy to be praised. Worthy to be honored. God the highest. The king of kings. The lord of lords. The alpha, the omega. The beginning and the end. He came to serve. And I ask you in closing. What are we doing? What are we doing? I'm going to come to your surgeries. Ask Marvin, I came in this, I'm came i going to come to your surgery. I'm going to visit your home. I'm going to hold your hand and walk through the valley with you. But you better be beside me, serving with me, not waiting on me to come serve you. That's not what you're called to do. You're called to serve. Not only are you called and told you were modeled by the Lord that you came to worship today. That cross right there, the cross in the back, the guy who hung on that cross... He modeled for you what to do and it wasn't to sit. It was to serve. It was to serve. What are we doing? What are we doing? Let me ask you this. Why does it matter? If maybe the deacon didn't speak to you or the preacher didn't speak to you or maybe the pastor forgot something. Maybe he didn't make it to a surgery. Maybe he didn't do everything you thought he ought to do. Why does it matter? I got an answer for you. Maybe it's like Matthew chapter 9 verses 37 that say the harvest Is truly plentiful, but the workers and the laborers are few. Therefore, Jesus said to pray the Lord for the harvest to send laborers into his harvest. You know what Jesus said there? Church. He said there's not enough people to do it. There's not enough people. We need more soldiers. It may be the reason that the deacons, the pastors... Leaders can't always satisfy you. is because you are waiting to be served and not serving. If God himself came to serve and you belong to him. And you are to be an example of him. Why aren't you serving? Why aren't you serving? You were saved for a higher purpose. Sanctified, set apart, bought by the blood, redeemed from your sinful state. All to serve. He didn't save you for you. He saved you for him. You ever thought about that? Can I, I? It ain't about you. It's not about you. Nothing's about you. It's about Jesus. And he saved you to help him, he saved you to work alongside him, he saved you to serve with him. You, you, you are saved to serve. Many aren't serving, many are wanting to be served. I can boil it down to this. If you aren't serving, if you're waiting to be served, then you think you are higher than Jesus Christ himself. And I don't want to be beside you. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you're higher than serving, you're higher than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And who else can you be higher than him? Can I tell you something? If you have raised yourself higher than Jesus, you are God of your life. And you are the Lord of your life. You are a idolater if you have lifted yourself higher than Jesus by definition you are an idolater I want want to encourage you imagine for a moment marriages that love and give and serve churches that love and give and serve a world that loves and gives and serves like Jesus he loves so we can love he gave so we can give he served so we can be serving and if we don't do that it may be because we're not looking at Jesus I close with this. I close with this. Let me get down here. I can look you in the eyeballs. I just I don't know how else to say it than this. We're not we're not doing it perfect. We're doing it good. We're doing it okay. Pat yourself on the back, but are you good with okay? Are you good? Are you satisfied with the job we're doing? Ask, don't ask her out loud. Are you satisfied with the job that you are doing for Jesus, that, you, that your church, that you are a part of, is doing for Jesus, that your pastor is doing for Jesus? We need to have bloody hands. We've worked them to the bone. That's what we need. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And I'm done. Gail's going to come, and she's going to lead us in a song, and Myra's going to come, and she's going to play, and I'm going to stand down here like I do every week. I want to ask you how many people are in your wheelhouse or in your area that do not see Jesus in you at all? And the reason they don't see Him in you at all, see Him in you at all, is because you're not serving like He did. They've heard about Jesus. They like Him. Do you know that most people like Jesus? Go on my Facebook and and click on an article this week that was on The View, and these women are arguing about, about church and stuff, and, and, you know, they love God. They, they're they're talking, oh, it's okay, go to church. Yeah. But then when one woman starts talking about how they aren't good enough and that Jesus had to come and die our place, the, it hit the fan. I mean, they're like, whoa, now, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. We can be good. Guys, we're not good. Jesus says no one is good but the Father. We're here to serve. Serve. Look at your hands. Hold your hands out. Gail's going to sing. Hold your hands out. Everybody, please, look, do this. Hang with me. These. Are made to serve. Look at them. These hands, if we belong to Christ, are made to serve. Serve a cup of water, serve a cup of coffee, hot chocolate, a $20 bill if someone needs groceries and they can't afford it, a ride if someone can't make it to the doctor. We know that we've got these needs, guys. We know about them. We know people that need. just come, listen, I can mobilize you. Listen, look at these hands one more time. They're made to serve. Look at your body. Look at yourself. You are the body of Christ. You are His hands and His feet. Will you go? Will you go? Will you serve? Will you love? Will you give? Stand as we sing. Stand as we sing.